0: You. We, uh, we're going through the book of James, and so apparently chapter two. Uh, so we're going to do that. Uh, we're, kind of the, how we do this series, we're just going to walk through James and whatever it's there. We're going to teach on it and, and learn, uh, learn what the word has to say. So we're going to pick up where we left off. Then, and it's going to be, uh, it's, I'm sorry, uh, we just, real quick here, um, you know, we, we film these and we put them online. Uh, for people to, to 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 see our church and kind of connect with some different people, and so th- we have a couple spots that really they're just right in the camera. And So I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna move you. If that's if that'd be great, uh, we want to have certain people uh, sitting here. So if you could just come in here. Sorry about that. Doing that. We just just come on back this way. I got a better seat for you. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe towards the maybe towards the back. The ushers can help you if you could do that. That'd be great. Just yeah, just just towards the back. I'm, I'm sure you understand. Thanks, thanks for doing that. We we just want to have a good look. That's a nice watt Oh, that's Timex. Never mind. Um, if I could have those were pearls. Those, that, that's nice. Would you just come up here and sit for us? That'd be great. Just so we, we see that on camera, and you know, I, I'm sure you guys understand. Have a seat right there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and have. Have you moved too? If you just come on back here, Any, anywhere towards the back is fine. Just that that way. Thank you, thank you so much. I, you know, we just we we have to have it look look. I like that tie, nice nice jacket. Why don't you guys come on, come up here? This be perfect. This is exactly what we're going for here. We want we're trying to just you know attract a little bit more of the affluent. I mean, this. Come on up here, guys. Just sit right there. That would be good. Yeah, I think I think this is looking much better now. Let me just. Let me check here. Don't worry, we'll cut this part out later, guys. It's, it's great. Okay, that's good. All right, now, let's go ahead, and this is this is what we're looking for. Um, let's turn to James 2 and just kind of read and, and see, see where it leads us, okay? You'll pull out your notes. Uh, the passage is on the notes, too. James 2, uh, starting at the top of the chapter. My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. This is a little awkward. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's just trying to use an example here, okay? Let's just, let's just keep reading. It's probably, probably going to take a twist here. Uh, listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have insulted the poor. Ouch. <laughs> pretty convicting there. Well, let me, <laughs> let me be clear before we move on. That illustration hopefully helps us see they were in on it. Uh, I didn't mention that last night, and there was some tension in the room. <laughs> they were about ready to pull me off the stage and stone me. They're like those poor people. They knew what was going on, and just to show this kind of this attention that we give, let's keep reading. Let's see what else it says here, okay? James 2, picking up in verse 6, is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom you belong? See, in the first century, the, the, the business owners, the landowners, the, the big ones were, were taking from other people, they're taking their land taking their businesses, stealing from them. They're even using the court system in order to take that money. This is who they're talking to. And I imagine these people were thinking, well, is it wrong for me to just want to get on the, on the wedding side? I mean, you've got to take care of your own, right? I mean, if I gather the influential people around me, I'm just looking after myself. That's a good thing, right? And it may seem like, yeah, 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 yeah. The bullied is becoming the bully, but, I mean, that's what it takes make sure I'm okay but is that really the right thing well let's keep reading in verse 8 if you keep the royal law down in scripture love your neighbor as yourself you're doing right but if you show favoritism you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers That gets my attention there, royal law. I mean, that sounds important, right? Royal law actually means law of the king. This is the king's decree. This is the big-time law. Don't ignore it. And what is that law? Love your neighbor as yourself. This is the first time we read this, right? You read your Bible. You've seen this love your neighbor as yourself theme. We hear this all the time, Old Testament, New Testament, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, what does that mean? Well, it says love your neighbor equals doing right. And on the other hand, favoritism. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are a lawbreaker. So favoritism equals sin and being a lawbreaker. So here's a quick test. You saw how I did this. I I didn't do so well. Do a quick test here for me. On on your outline, circle the one that applies more to you. Are you more of a love your neighbor? Good? Or favoritism, sin, lawbreaker? Just go ahead and just just circle, you know, no big deal, just kind of pick one. Which camp do you think you kind of fall into? And if you circled favoritism, go ahead and stand up. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But just to make sure we give it the right attention, let's keep reading here, okay? Verse 10, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point, is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but you do commit murder, you will become a lawbreaker. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold up. So, what it's saying here is if I show this favoritism, right, take away someone's seat, all of a sudden I'm like, The murderers? I mean, I don't kill people. I don't kill many people. I don't kill people. I don't kill people. I don't cheat on my wife. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm lumped in with, with, with these people. If I show a little favoritism, all of a sudden, I'm put with the likes of them. But this says, just one point declares me guilty. So one guilt equals all guilt. That's pretty intense. It's written here for a reason. This tells me that this lo- royal law is very, very important. So it's worth looking at. So love your neighbors as yourself. Well, here's the good news. I mean, I live on my street. You know, we all have about the same. I mean, it's a cookie cutter, right? All the houses are about the same. We all probably make about the same money. There's no favoritism there. I treat all my neighbors the same. I don't worry about this income stuff. Plus, people aren't talking about money. No one talks about money. It's kind of a thing to keep on a wrap. So I think we're done here, right? Let's go ahead and pack up and go home, get to lunch early. But if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I think it's a little more complicated than that. If you're, if you're like me, my neighborhood has got a lot of different things going on. There is different money. Cultural divisions. There's race, ethnicity. There's age. I mean, there's, there's old people just waiting to die. And then the young people who don't do anything with their life, you know. I got both of those things going on in my street. Social status. The, the, the high-energy people, you just like being around some reserved people that make you uncomfortable. Or I mean, there's all those things going on that my street... Has all of that, and if I'm honest, I, I tend to gravitate towards people, yeah, more like me. You know, I, I, don't, I don't shun them. I don't know how to steal their stuff. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't push people away. But I just, I tend to just lean a little bit more this way. But even if I'm not stealing from them, or I'm not, I'm not treating them awful. Question would be Is, am I loving them? Am I loving them? I mean, think about this. What, what is the most loving thing that I could do for somebody? What do you think? Amy? What? Share the, Share the Lord. Share with them about the one who saved me from everything. Yeah. That would, that would be probably the, the, the best thing that I've got. The most important, the best gift I've ever received is this. And so if I say I want to love them like myself, I would want to give them the the best thing I got. I mean, isn't this what Jesus did? I mean, Jesus was up in heaven, hanging out, doing whatever he does. ESPN, I don't know. He's just doing his thing. And he's got the best thing possible. He's got the presence of the Father. Right? Right? And he said, this is, this is not good. We need to give them that too. And so he comes down and says, I want to give you the very best. Everything that I've got, I want you to have. Didn't he do that? I mean, he came down and gave his life. So l- love others like they're yourself. He gave his life for us. I mean, literally. He gave everything he had so we could have everything he had. Now, this, this, I would think, would, would be real love. And it would be easy for him to say, well, you know, those aren't my neighbors. They're real far away. I'm way up here. That's how he talks. No, that's not how he talks. I don't know how he talks. <laughs> but he just really loves them. And then he tells us to do the same. I don't know what your reaction My reaction is like, yikes, i got to do like that. I and mean, this makes me uncomfortable. I mean, I want to connect with people. But there's just, some of them are, just really aren't like me. Can't I just focus on the people that like look like me or act like me? Well, no. that's hard to find. But, you know, just love those people. Can I just focus in on what makes me comfortable? I mean, do I have to love people of a different age, stage of life, race, social status? But if I, if I don't, if I limit, if I limit who I love, And if I decided to show some favor here and not favor here, and I I hold back this wonderful message, the best thing, the best thing that I've got, and I hold it back, aren't I showing favoritism? Didn't we just read favoritism is sin? (sighs) And surely I'm not suggesting if we don't share with everyone we see that we're sinning, but can I be honest here? I mean, is this a safe place? Is this a safe place? Yeah, yes, is this a safe place? Okay. Okay. As a younger believer, and I'm still tempted now to do this, I would classify people into three categories. First one, they're probably already saved. I mean, look how warm and friendly they are. They seem to got some joy to them. I don't even need to bother with them because they're probably safe. They're probably good. So I release myself from talking to them. Then this next group of people, I go, oh, they're a little rough. A little messy. They're probably not even open to it, anyways. I mean, it's just their heart is hard and so I would release myself from. Hanging out with them. And then there's these be this other people, yeah, I, I can connect with them. Yeah, she seems kind of cool. You know, we, we, you know we're, we're a lot alike. This is okay. We can work this out. And under the rouge, under this, this whole deception that I was actually being just good at classifying just my effectiveness, I would single people out and ignore some just so I could focus on the ones that I wanted to focus on. Isn't that disgusting? Safe place, right? Well, before you judge me, let, 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 let's look at a couple of this, because I want you to kind of see what I'm thinking here. Let me show you some examples, and let me just have you decide how you would react. If, if they're your neighbor, you know, there's a neighbor that lives in the blue house, there's a neighbor that lives in the red house, you know, how you treat those. Or say you come in here, and you go to sit down, you see someone already sitting in the road, you pick that row to sit next to that person, or I'll just jump to the next row. So That's makes me a little more comfortable. I mean, we don't do that here. This is church, right? But, you know, just say we did. How do you connect with these people? So let me show you, I'll, I'll show you how this works, okay? Let's show me this first, this first picture. Now look at her. She's nice. Well, I mean, just a nice smile. She's obviously looking heavenward. So she probably already knows Jesus. I don't, have to, I don't have to try to make a connection. She's good, yeah. So that's how we do that one. Let's, let's look at the next guy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't want contact with another human being ever again. (laughs) That is definitely a hard person. So I'm not gonna, I'm not, he's just not gonna focus on him. What about this next one? Oh, not a nice couple. Look at them. They're drinking coffee. I like coffee. (laughs) We could get along, yeah. I talk to them. What about this next guy? Nice glasses. <laughs> I like the haircut. That's good. <laughs> but the, I don't know, the stuff going on, at the pier, I mean, that's just, what do I say? talk about it? Do I not talk about it? I was funny. I was working on this on the house. I, I was looking at this picture. My two-year-old comes up, looks at it and goes, that you, daddy, that you. <laughs> Kids don't see this kind of stuff, right? That's some that's some good faith there, right? So maybe, uh, maybe I don't know. That just seems a little. Let's look at this next couple. Hmm. Um, there's just there's some cultural things going on there. I don't even understand it. I don't have anything that matches it. And so it's just. I just it's, it's pro- they're probably you know got this thing going on already. They don't they don't they don't want to talk to me. What's the next one. Ah, she just looks real sad, like sad to be her or something. That I, I, just seems like a big, messy situation. Well, I, I probably couldn't help anyway. I mean, I'm a guy. She's obviously, she's got something going on there. And I just, Let's just skip over that one. And then, you know, teenagers are hard too, right? They're just naturally hard. Look what this next guy. I mean, <laughs> I understand he's also a mutant ninja turtle, but still, if he was sitting here and you came in, Would you pick the next row? I mean, I look at him, and it's like, look at he's obviously happy. He's joyful. He's praising the Lord. (laughs) So he's good, right? I don't have to waste time there. No, I don't have to be his friend. It made me uncomfortable anyways. What do you say to a turtle? What about this next guy? Well, he looks nice. I mean, he's obviously, uh, you know, a nice guy, but he's looking like he he wants more from life. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I could hang out with him. We could grab some coffee, hang out. We'll put that on, you know, follow-up guy. Yeah, I'll talk to him. What about the next one? Oh, now look at this family. You know, they live down the street from me probably in a house. and Sweet little family. My kids can run around with their kids. They're out doing yard work. I'm just going to stop. We'll just have a great time talking about it. Maybe we'll do a cookout. I'll finding my small group. Yeah, when I see them out, I'm going to make sure. Let's just go say hi to them. That'd be good. What about this next family? Uh, I, you know, I know this head covering thing and uh, they may not even speak. I don't even know. I just, uh, plus every time I see them, I'm on my way somewhere. I don't really have time to stop. It's, wish I could. Uh. What about this next picture? You see how this is working? Oh, this gal. Yeah, blue hair. Usually we're talking about blue hair talking about something else. But you know, this blue hair, Got the piercing. I don't know, she's probably trying to express herself. Maybe we could connect. I don't know. It's just touch and go. What about this next one? Hmm, a lot more tattoos. And you ever feel this way? Like, people that got a lot of tattoos. If you don't got a lot of tattoos, you're like, I don't know if I'm cool enough to talk to that person. You know, they're just cool. <laughs> they're going to look at me and go, you don't have tattoos. Who are you? You know? It's just hard. You ever notice that? I mean, especially when they have a lot of them. Like, this next guy, what do you do with this? I mean he's just <laughs> he's just covered. I mean, do you talk about it? Do you not talk about it? You know, these are uncomfortable situations. How do we handle? Well, this last one. I mean, bikers are tough. I mean they just you just can't just go up to a biker and say anything. Are you getting me? I mean this differentness kind of causes us to want to treat people different you know we get uncomfortable i don't understand i may not be able to connect i just may be uncomfortable i may be in a spot that doesn't seem like i can connect with them and listen culture culture tells us kind of ignore the differences you know we're all the same right that's the message that culture kind of tells us that we're all one one person and and actually i I just don't see that i don't see that's how jesus responded to people I saw that he met people right where he cared about them. He understood who they were. Like he'd go up to the woman at the well and understood her situation and to the woman that about to be stoned and his disciples. And as he traveled from town to town, he would get to know them and he would give them specific care designed for them. And so I don't think the answer is that let's ignore the differentness. And if I think about, you know, what's the most important part of my day typically? It's me. Right? I make myself the most important. So if I want to love my neighbor as myself, what if I just make them an important part of my day? Isn't that what Jesus did? He didn't say, Well, I'm Jesus, you know, from far away, and you're not really my neighbor, so you should just make it about me. That's not what he did. He said, care for them, brace them, love them. I mean, that's what's real love, seeing the differences. I mean, he saw us for who we truly are, this beautiful, eclectic mess that had been broken by sin. I mean, he saw your wretchedness, and he wanted to love you. He sees all my disgusting little traits, everything inside of my head, everything inside of my heart, and yet he still wants to love me. He still wants to care about me. He still wants to give me the best thing that he has and show me that favor. That's loving a neighbor like yourself. I mean, he saw so much value in us. He gave everything, literally, I mean, everything, even his life. And he released us from that brokenness and told us to help others to see his love too. Despite what we've earned, he's given us all this mercy. And then he tells us this. Let's go back to the James passage here. James 2.12. Pick up where we left off. He says this. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. By the law that gives freedom, what does that mean? We judge by the law that gives freedom. So if you've allowed Jesus to stand in your place, you know before we had all these rules, these regulations, the Old Testament, here's what to follow. And w- we just read it, right? One guilt equals all guilt. If we missed any of those, we were clumped in with everybody else. he said, this isn't good. I want to fulfill that for you. I want to take care of all that for you at the cross. He said, it is finished. I've got it all taken care of for you. And so, because of that, now you're free. Now you're free to love like I did. Now you're free because out of gratefulness, oh, Lord, 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 thank you for what you've done. What can I do? What can I do? He said, go love people like yourself love people like i did i love freedom and when you when you get it wrong when you look at the pictures the wrong way you're categorizing the wrong way he said don't don't let that guilt that condemnation don't let that sit on you because you don't own that anymore i own all that so release yourself just get back out there just do it i want you to speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom live that life so if you've allowed him to stand in your place you're now free to obey god because of the mercy he showed you so speak and act in that manner so our role speak and act you're free which to me it, it's kind of i see it like this this is what we have to do is remember where you came from right if you remember that you needed just as much mercy, your life is just as messy if you look at a different angle or look at it from a different angle than what you look at, you needed all that too. So remember where you came from, and then also remember where you're going. Because of what he has done, what he's given us, because of what he's taken care of, that freedom, what that allows, remember where you're going. And that will give you mercy and compassion. If we don't forget those things, we can show that mercy and compassion. It's going to look different for everybody. But we need to tell them about the mercy available to them, even though it just seems a little messy. One of my favorite um, Jesus quotes is this. He said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. So if I want to love like he loved, if I want to... I'm going to be alongside that great physician and do what he did. I'm going to be around sick people. And they're going to make me a little uncomfortable. They're going to make you a little uncomfortable. I I, I don't want to classify those people in these categories. Actually, there isn't three categories. You know that, right? It's not these three categories. There's only two. Category one, sinners. Sinners those people who don't know yet the mercy that they have available to them and the other category sinners turn saints people who do know and has taken Jesus into their life right sinners and sinners turn saints lost found broken restored wretched redeemed there's only two categories And so if we're in this category and we say, man, we want to love people. Jesus is awesome. We want to love people. What do we do? We tell the other category. We tell them. Here's the mercy that we have. We share real love. And listen, we all have have favorite people we like to hang around with and people that make us feel better about ourselves. we just people we connect to. that's good. But real faith, real faith doesn't play favorites. And so we want to look around and say, who? If we have I mean, if we avoid certain people or I'm on my way, I'd stop right now, but I can't. If you're playing favorites or you're singling out, that's favoritism. And is says we might be casting judgment instead of revealing mercy. So I I, I want to kind of help help us today kind of take some action. So this, this next part, this between you and God, and you know how this is, right? You come here, we talk about something, we, we, you know, it's a good time. You're like, oh, that's a good point. I'm going to write that down, and oh, that was funny. I, I feel good about that. And, but then we leave through those doors, right? Life is busy. Something hits us. We kind of remember, but we kind of forget. And so I would like for us, as best as we can, to kind of walk out of here with an action plan right? If we believe this is all, this is true, what Jesus has done for us, if we believe all that, doesn't that change how we act, right? Speak and act as if you're going to be judged by that freedom. So what does that mean for us today? So got a couple things here, a couple responses. Uh, There's a blank there, identify. So first step is you got to identify who it is for you. Is it a person? Is it a group of people? Is Is it a cultural group? Is it just a personality type at work? Is it the guy in the red house? I don't even want to meet and know his name across the street, but I do hang out with them all the time. Who is it for you? Identify. That person, that group. Yeah, I could, I could, I could love on them. Not out of shame. We're free from all that. Right? But identify and then step two, call out by name. There's power in revealing your fear, your discomfort your frustration, whatever, by saying that it's this person. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to turn to my spouse and say, you know what I think we should do? You're going to tell someone in your, in your small group, hey, you know what? I, I purposely avoid this type of person or this person. Maybe we'll use a prayer partners here in a few minutes. And you will just call by name and say, this is it. I'm going to say it out loud because it's just right now, just kind of a feeling right here, but I'm going to say it out loud so I know it, you know it, everyone knows it. I'm not going to have you come up here and everybody say, walk through. We're not going to do that. We're not going to walk like that either. <laughs> and then there's a spot there that says, Lord, I need to have genuine care for. Write that person's name. We you do that? I see some you writing. I mean, just the more specific we are, the more specific we can be in loving them. Write down their name. And if you're not sure, you're like, nothing's coming to mind right now, you can write the broken. You don't have to go far to find someone broken. I mean, you look in your own mirror and find someone broken, right? And the Lord will show you someone this week, a broken person that could use some care and some mercy from you in the name of Jesus. And then there's a spot there that says, this week, I will speak or act in love by blank. What are you thinking of right now? I mean, you, you know this person you're thinking of. You're like, okay, I could just go over and meet the guy. I could find out the guy's name that I've been avoiding. Maybe that's it. That's just a little simple step. Maybe take taking some cookies or maybe invite that coworker to lunch, even though you're dreading it. You're like, but I don't even know the person. What is it? I mean, what's the specific step that you could do that you don't want to forget when you walk out of those doors? Anything coming to mind? I mean, this is this is the kind of life-changing stuff. And, and listen, I, I'm excited about this church. We got a lot of people that love people here. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great just to see more? More people re- get that revealed in their life. And, and out of that freedom that we have, we get to just live it out. And so we're going to respond now. And we're going to have our worship team's going to come up in, a, in just a minute here. I'm going to pray for us. The prayer team's going to be over there. mean, just make this as specific for you as possible i've got something specific for me make something specific for you and let's do it let's do that this week okay go ahead and stand up and let me pray for us Lord Jesus, we, 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 we come to you, we thank you that you have shown us such great mercy and you have come to us because you realized that we didn't have the best thing you had for us and you came down and you made that available so we can be in your presence and we're in your presence right now and we know that you're here and we just thank you and we praise your name for that. And we want to love like you loved. Would you help us to do that? Would you just show us the people or the how, the parts we're uncomfortable where we might take the easy route or just just start to forget, but, but Lord, would you show us if we're showing favor or we're moving in favor? Would you show us, Lord, and just just prompt us and help us to do it out of without guilt, to in, under that mercy, that banner that you've already put over us? Would you help us to do this in just a loving, appropriate way? Help us to care the way you would in a specific way that person's life. Would you continue to just increase our compassion for the people we encounter and to speak and act the way that we should in light of what we've received? Would you help us not forget that name and that person that popped in our head and help us to pray over that and just look for a specific way to take action because of our belief. We want to be like you, Jesus. We need lots and lots of help with that. We trust you. We know you've got a plan, you've got a purpose. You care about all of these people here and everyone out there more than we can even imagine. And so we're going to trust you with this prayer and, and expectantly look and watch and share stories and see what you're doing with our lives as we love like you loved. We give this to you. Amen.